0: Welcome back to In Her Words I am Tanduma Zubugula And today we have an amazing, talented, special guest Who is a songwriter, a content creator, a a model, a producer And an all-rounded artist And a businesswoman, not to mention it Um, Hi, welcome to um, In Her Words,
1: Renee Also known as Black Orchid Orchid, orchid, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay thank you for uh, having me this is wonderful hello everybody in south africa and everybody all over the world but Yeah, yeah nice um being here with you
0: so can you please tell us a bit about your journey you have such an interesting journey of how you got into music and being a music producer and a music and an mm-hmm. artist
1: well um i guess i should introduce myself um I go by Black Orchid. I am a three-time Juno-nominated uh, producer, singer, songwriter, artist, uh, remixer, um, model. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a founder and curator of, uh, of a brand I created called That's a Dope Sample, where I aim to educate people uh, through the art of sampling, through like video um, content, um, through like social media like Instagram and, and Twitter. Um, I've worked with a lot of people, um, here in Canada, where I am, um, people like Chelsea Stewart, Maestro Fresh West, who is the Canadian godfather of hip hop. Um, I've worked with people internationally, um, like Sly and Robbie, they're legendary producers. Um, I've worked with, uh, people like Red Rats, who is also an international dance hall superstar. Um, so I've, I've been blessed to have, you know, that kind of, um, those kinds of artists in my in my discography in my career <laughs> um but it, it it took a lot to get here um it didn't come overnight it's been like almost a, like a 20-year pursuit of what i'm i'm doing now um mm-hmm. along the way i i kind of got sidetracked with with um being being a mother at an early age and being a wife and having to deal with that and putting my dreams on hold so it's been a long journey that's where i am now
0: you speak about how it's been a long journey for you to get to where you are and meet to be a full-time artist. But you actually were working in healthcare. And how does one go from healthcare? And I know that you stopped um, working in healthcare because of a traumatic event that yeah. happened. But how do you, does one go from working from healthcare and then just deciding, okay, I'm gonna full on be this multi talented artist?
1: Well, I always had music around me from when I was a like a young age, so it it kind of never left. When I when I did enter the healthcare field, like I would find myself like writing songs and singing in the hallways and the alley the stairwells of my job and stuff. So. Um and then when I started getting more into into music, I was starting to juggle like trying to be an artist and still trying to be uh, you know be be in the healthcare field and that was kind of hard because I had to make a decision whether or not, you know, I wanted to pursue my dreams or, you know, try to make my my parents proud by being responsible and staying in my career. But um I just felt that wasn't really for me that wasn't my that wasn't my purpose in life
0: yeah um that's true that happens with all of us um you are a juno nominated producer and you last year and this year you embarked on a journey of writing a children's hip-hop album which was something very interesting that I just had never heard of um how did you go about getting into the children's hip-hop um um, soundtrack
1: well I have to really give credit to to the one and only um Maestro Fresh West. um we've been we've been friends um for almost a decade now but been working partners for maybe about seven years now. And so over the course of like the couple, you know, this last year and this year, um, he ha- actually wrote a book um before that called um, Stick to Your Vision, Young maestro Goes to School. And it was basically about himself when he was a when he was a kid. So he had the idea of um making um an album to go with the book. So he had called me up one day and it's like, I want to make a kid's album. You think he can help me? and i was like yeah i think so you know cuz i'm a mom i got i have four kids and so i was really excited at the chance to kind of craft the soundtrack to, um around this character um young maestro so um i did produce two tracks on the first album mm-hmm. uh one called piano lessons and one called julia the great um piano lessons was also my my young son he's 10 years old so he helped with a little bit of piano stuff so and then julia the great Um, was centered around like a little girl in in the book that was kind of like his rival Mm -hmm. but not so much in a way so um, it got nominated for Juno last year and it was an amazing experience because I have never been to the the Juno award ceremony before Um, so I took my son my mother came uh, my father came um and actually it was the last time I saw him before he passed away so um was it, it was an amazing experience yeah you know it, it it was sad but it was it was bittersweet you know because I got to I got to show him this could what could be like for me if I continued in in the path that I created for myself being musician you know and I'm I'm glad he got to see that part you know before before he passed away so so I promised him before he did you know before all uh, that, that next year, you know, that I'd try to get up on a podium to win an award. And so um, late last year, like in the summertime, I would say, uh, Maestro calls me up again and says, I want to make like a sequel to the to the first album. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, you know, I was stoked at the chance to do this because this time it was centered around a little black girl, you know, and and that's something that was really unheard of here, especially in Canada, having a, a children's hip-hop album, like an authentic ch- children's hip-hop album that, that the godfather of Canadian hip-hop created and had all these um, people that he brought together to make this happen. And so I, I was really honored at the chance to do that. So um, I, I produced six songs on the album out of the 10 of them. Um, and it got nominated for a Juno again. Shout out to Keisha Fresh. Um, shout out to um, everybody the whole team WJ um, they just, all that together we just came in and and did it again so I'm just really um, honored you know to, to try to be an example to to little girls and especially women too that feel that that they're stuck in what they're doing you know but if they follow their dreams that things like this can happen like for them
0: that's so great um and amazing that you say that um that you know you are leading by example for young black girls in canada but not just in canada but in the world that you can follow your dreams and and actually make a success of it because we're so much afraid you know being black girls and choosing safety a career and then being and having this calling that you have, which is like your passion, and just being afraid that you know you might not make it. And look at you now with you know being nominated more than right five times. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what you love, and that is just so amazing. You wear so many hats besides music production, being a mom, and a content creator. What are some other things that you love doing, and besides the um, the the dope beats that you also kind of touched on, what yeah. what else do you do? That is, um,
1: yeah, I could tell you. Um, actually, I have a collection of vinyl here that I started. Um, mm. of, of vinyl, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I, I I collect vinyl. This is a uh, the Michael My Jackson shit. Thrill album from yeah. 1983. So um because i'm a producer i i like to have the 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 sources of the samples yeah so i started to that that's become like a hobby but also i've started making content off of my collection um another thing i i really enjoy doing is pole dancing um i learned to pole dance about 3 years ago um before my 40th birthday i was i said to myself let me let me learn a skill before i'm 40 and um, I I took some classes and then COVID hit and then the I couldn't go in person so I started teaching myself stuff on online for like two years wow. I got, got pretty good <laughs> so um, I like doing that and um, I like watching documentaries and um, I I like decorating my studio I got little plants in there and I I started playing the guitar I started teaching myself this year to, to play the guitar I started taking guitar lessons so that's not my like are a, lot. <laughs> you're a lot yeah you are
0: doing a lot you're doing the yeah <laughs> you speak about your pole dancing and the result of you um pole dancing is that you lost a lot of weight you lost 15 yeah. pounds was that something yeah. that you were you know, turning 40, as you said, and we're transitioning, it was that something some, something that you were consciously like, you know, I'm turning 40, this is a big stage of my life. I want to change things around. I know when I turned 30, like two years ago, I felt the same.
1: <laughs> so it was yeah. like,
0: a conscious thing for you as well.
1: For me, it was, it was more of a health decision because um, before I lost the weight, like I was... Like almost 240 pounds but like my health was starting to suffer like i was pre-diabetic um it was hard for me to walk places um i was breath so i was like i can't continue my life like this i have to you know make a change for the better and you know like everybody else you try to take the easy way out by taking pills and all that stuff but that doesn't work so you have to take the the hard, hard way so I put myself in the gym. Um, I started pole dancing, and between the two of those things and like intermittent fasting, um, the weight came off. So and then the hard part was making it stay off. So I had to try to maintain that by keeping up my my interests and my hobbies through pole pole dancing and stuff, and try to make working out fun. You, you know, not just lifting weights. I like to dance like by myself in in the corner. You know, it's good cardio and jump rope. So. The things like that, like it, it it's important because um, when your kids see you ha- like an example, they they have a good example to follow. You know, um, you, their mom is trying to take care of themselves, so they should try to do the same thing too. Not that they always do because they like pizza and junk food all the time. <laughs> They're kids, <laughs> <laughs> right? They're kids. So, but at least I'm trying to make a conscious effort to set an example for them. And and what I find is people have become ex- inspired because I I post about my progress and stuff and people tell me all the time that they're inspired by by what I've done so it makes me happy yeah.
0: <laughs> so you have your latest latest single out um keep pushing, yeah. which is a great song I had a listen to listen to it, and how how did you. You also are a songwriter, so yeah. where did the inspiration for Keep Pushing just come for
1: you? So, Keep Pushing, uh, I wrote that song back in, like, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, in a WhatsApp group full of other producers, and, like, we threw each other samples and make a beat out of it. So I made a beat, and I'm like, mm, I wonder what, you know, it was sound like with words on it. So I just wrote, like, something at the time to kind of, like, motivate myself and other people and then i really didn't do anything with it but then i started like facing like really hard times and like the song became like a mantra like through all of that like i be- I faced homelessness like multiple times like in my life um especially with trying to like escape like abusive situations and stuff and not being responsible um, money and things because you're, you're, you're trying to do everything else, um, and put other people first before yourself. And so, you know, you, you fall into, into this crazy situations. So I, I felt myself into that. And, and that song became like a mantra for me, you know. Um, I, I produced it in, in, in the shelter that I was staying at. And at the time I was like, wow, I don't even know if I'm going to see my way out of this, you know, but, um, like, here I am. It's five years later since the last time I was in a shelter. Um, I picked up two Juno nominations since then. Um, I went to the Junos. Um, I have songs playing all over the radio, all over the world. Um, I It's just so many things that are happening right now. I've been to places that I've never been to um, because of my music and, um, and because I've just been consistent and persevered through the adversity that I face. And I feel like, uh, I feel like it's my duty to, to show people that too, because a lot of people go through hard times and feel like they, they have to just, they give up, you know, and um, I'm here to 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 show people that, that if you do keep pushing, if you just keep going, then you'll make it out of, like I said, hard times won't last for long. And this, this is the result, you know, I, I'm not co- completely out of, everything but i'm grateful where i am right now because i would have like desperately wished to be where i was five years ago or even like 10 years ago with what i'm doing now so yeah i'm, I'm grateful you know that the song is well received by a lot of people um a lot of people have told me that it's um it, it got the gets some good things you know so and it motivates them so that's that's my aim you know with with finally putting out that song because i I held on to it for a very long time and sang it to myself a lot, but um, I figured that um, if it motivated me this much, then then the whole world could be motivated by it, too. (laughs)
0: That is such an inspiring story. Um, I think a lot of the time when people see people in their success or their harvest season, they just think, you know, um, well, you are here now, Renee, like Black Orchid, Orch- like you are here now, no. but they don't know the type of things that you you had to go through as a woman as a black woman in the world and what you've had to survive to be here. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that because You're I think welcome. we, we, we tend to forget that everyone goes through some sort of struggle, but because things look so picture perfect on social media, yeah. um, we just forget that, you know, that's a human being on the other side that has gone through stuff that has persevered through stuff. And your strength and your resilience and it's just testament to that because here you are now yes you're not where you would like to be but you are better than you were yesterday not even five years ago just yesterday and that is just so inspiring and so motivating for for me for everyone for everyone's gonna watch this yeah, <laughs> thank thank <you. laughs> so inspired by that by you know like chasing your dreams is not an easy journey but it's so rewarding and thank you for mm. sharing that you have a, a heavy reggae influence in your music um does is that something that comes from your culture or can you just talk about that a lot um, a bit
1: yeah um well I am of Jamaican descent mm-hmm. um my family was a whole mix of things but but mostly it's Jamaican mm-hmm. um my parents immigrated from my my dad immigrated from Jamaica my mother immigrated from England and they came here to Canada and they had me so um, when I was growing up, I was influenced by a lot of different things, um, reggae and dancehall being one, but also R&B and gospel and country music and EDM because my mother loved to listen to like different all different kinds of music. And so she would play her records and she would blast the, in the car. So um, it stuck with me and, and all that influence, it, it pours into my music. So I don't consider myself to just be one brand of artists like a dance hall or a reggae artist because my my sound is so it's so eclectic like um I might throw a little dance hall in and put a little um like for instance like I love I within the last couple of years I I discovered I'm a piano and I just love yes. that genre so <laughs> South Africa I, I, <laughs> to the world. South big up to <laughs> so I I just try to really study, you know, how that sound is and and and, and try to like produce it myself. So I might like mix a little dance hall with I'm a piano and try to come up with different things. So I, I don't consider myself just to be one type of like artist. So but even though I'm influenced by so many different things, I have so many different records of so many different things because yeah. I love all kinds of music, you know. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Where do you see yourself in the next year, the next two years? I know you are dropping new um, songs this year, two new songs yeah. this year. So where do you see yourself in the next year, the next two years? And what well, would you aspire to be?
1: Within the next year or so, um, yeah. over the course of this year, I want to finally put my my album out. Um, because all this music that I've been making over the course of my career uh they're producing for other people i've been trying to get my my album myself out for the last like seven years so um I'm just trying to get all that music out um I just find people to collaborate with um and network with really um get my songs into like sync placements and TV and movies i've already been successful in that front which is great but um, you know, getting into a more large, larger scale mainstream stuff would be, you know, great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be able to establish like, um, showcases for artists and stuff. Um, for those who, who might not feel that they are, um, that they're like, they're going, that they're looked over in the industry, stuff like that. And I want to kind of, um, educate people on what I'm doing with, with nfts and and crypto and stuff like that also um i'm also trying to get my docu series off the ground for that to build samples so i expect all that stuff to roll into the next year um hopefully next year you know you'll see me at the junos again and maybe even the grammys for the for the album that i'll dropped this year so yeah we'll we'll see what happens as all this stuff rolls out you know if it's you need to show up,
0: <laughs> show up, do up, girl. I'm I'm here for you. Show up, yeah. do
1: up. Do up. <laughs> I would love to, you know. Anybody out there in South Africa you wanna, you know, have the black working experience, you know, hit me up. I'm right here. I'd love to come out there and, and just yeah. experience and vibe with, you know, and collaborate with anybody out there. It'd be amazing.
0: Um thank you so much for that. Um, what do you want to say to the little black girl out there who wants to be an artist, who wants to be a content creator, who just wants to be a creative.
1: Well, I, I say to them that you can be whatever it is in life that you want to be. Um, People might not like the fact that you like certain things. You might like weird and quirky things, but those things people will later, they will try to copy and emulate you for. So you just be you. And do whatever it is that you want to do, and don't let anybody stop because whatever you put your mind to, that you can do. Because if I can do it, you can do it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that so much, Renee. Thank you for You're welcome. giving me your time. Um, thank you for this great opportunity. I think it's really important. We're collaborating over the seas and time zones. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's amazing.
0: thank you to the internet and thank you to the black woman collector
1: (laughs) yeah i love that that was an amazing connection you know i have to say um i gotta pick that up um especially when i get back in the group and say that we did our interview you know yeah i picked that up it was amazing
0: (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for just your time and thank you for your wisdom and your story it's it's so important um for everyone to hear and i think you'll have such an amazing journey an amazing story and an amazing career ahead of you like and thank you for just sharing it and being so you're open welcome. and honest about
1: it you're welcome i i figure it, it, it's important to be honest because you know in a world full of people hiding through masks and filters and stuff like that people need to know like the real of what's what's going on you know uh, <laughs> And so I I try to be as real as I can and and share my story with with people whenever I can. Um, you know, don't be fooled by all of this stuff. (laughs) I I just want to put myself together. Well, I've been through some stuff and, um, I just, I really thank you for your time. You know, I really appreciate the platform. Um, Enough love, South Africa. you done. No, I'm going to be there soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I can't wait for you to be here and we yeah. can be in person. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> Any last words of wisdoms you would like to share? I know you already shared a word of wisdom for anyone. Yeah.
1: The biggest thing for me throughout this whole journey that I always tell myself is that consistency is the cheat code to success. And so you remain consistent at what you're doing and you'll get, you'll get far. So, and it takes a while. It's not going to happen overnight, but if you are consistent, you will be successful. So that's my word of wisdom. Yes.
0: <laughs> Consistency. That is so true. Discipline and cons- that's my word of the year. discipline. Right. And very cons- much discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Renee. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Bye.